This is Giles Bond. You listen to Generation Orange. A real clockwork soldier. Generation Orange. This is Leopoldo Ponce Jr. at the underscore Ponce on Twitter. And I am here, like always, with Kyle Notwatney at El Naraja22 on Twitter. Um, as you may know, we haven't been on the air in a while. That's due to some problems with iTunes and some other crap. So we're going to have to set everything up again. But if you're listening to this, at least we have a way to communicate with you again. Um, well, first of all, hopefully you've been keeping up with our writing, our tweets, everything. You could read all of Kyono Watney's stuff at vavo.com and genorange.net. That is vavo.com, V-A-V-E-L dot com. I am currently writing for keepernotes.com. That is keepernotes. You can, also, you can also listen to the Keeper Note Soccer Show on 1560 AM, Yahoo Sports on Sundays. That is 10 to 11 AM. Um, and they're also on iTunes. So, the Houston Dynamo season has recently come to an end. And it is not December. And it's not even November, so I'm guessing there were no playoffs. Uh, that's the current situation right now for the Houston Dynamo. Two years in a row, no MLS postseason. Even though this year, more teams ended up qualifying. Six out of ten teams in our conference ended up qualifying. That is more than 50%. And the Houston Dynamo could not qualify. However, if you compare points, if you compare other stats, the Houston Dynamo did slightly improve in a more difficult conference, the Western Conference. So there was some improvement, just not enough. So, Kyle Nowotny, um, anything you want to say? Yes, this season is mercifully over, thank God. Actually, like you said, it really wasn't that bad. We did a little bit better than last year in a tougher conference. There's stuff to be you know, said for that. We conceded fewer goals. We scored a few more goals. I mean, everything was up a little bit over last year, but just wasn't enough to get us over the hump and into the playoffs. We missed by nine points. And I'm sure we can all go back and point out a few games where probably should have won that we didn't yeah right off the bat that draw against portland really ended up hurting in the end that could have been a massive difference maker um of course a lot of draws (laughs) that's all that's probably what ended up killing the eastern dynamo it was Uh, we only had nine draws i mean we had 14 losses was what really hurt but still nine draws that means one more go Concede one, let's go. Make one more go. 
and you those would have turned into victories. And if you have one of those victories, two of those, if you have two of those victories go your way, completely different season. Not only points-wise, but also whenever it comes to your, uh, well, to the confidence of the team, you know, those draws end up kind of messing you up as a player, I, I would assume. Because, you know, you're so close yet far away from achieving victory. Um, and the fact, I guess, I guess uh, the Houston Dynamo improved on the road. You know, that's that's good. A little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But, you know, at least they went out with a different mentality. They you started know? out the year with very much a different mentality. Yes. But as the season wore on... We started getting more and more dumb ball on the road, and that really bothered me, especially in places where we could afford to be more assertive. I'm especially thinking of that game in uh, against the Union. Comes to mind right off the top of my head, where or in Colorado, you know, go to places and you can assert yourself and really take it to the home team and get the full three points. Instead, we would usually hunker back and we got our butts handed to us. Yeah, it was a very, very, very difficult season. Um, some of the worst games would include those horrendous losses against FC Dallas. And I don't, I I don't mean, even want to think about those. And uh, whenever I say they were horrendous, there was one team on the field. All three games. All three games, one team on the field. And that was FC Dallas. See, we conceded off the top of my head, what, five goals, four goals, and four goals? Do I have that right? <laughs> it's a crazy number like that, yes. It so, was... you know, that, that that's uh, 13 goals out of 49 right there against one team. That's scary, huh? That is extremely scary. I, it's just that they've been, to say that they've had, the Dynamo's number, it's, it's it's an understatement. Here it goes. Um, on May 1st at BBVA Compass Stadium, the oh. game ended. One Dynamo, four FC Dallas. Toyota Stadium, June 26th, 0-2 with FC Dallas being the victors. And FC Dallas decided that, that they wanted another 4-1 victory, but this time in their home stadium by winning by that margin on October 4th. Okay, so 10 goals. 10 goals to 2. That's, uh... Yeah. That, that, that's pretty bad. And if I remember correctly, weren't one of those goals a penalty for the Dynamo? <sighs> yeah, who cares at this point? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was... It was a bad season all around. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, so let's look at this season. And let's start off with some, I guess, some sunshine, right? Uh, if you had to choose... Five outstanding players from this season, or five players that just stood out that were the J.J. Watts of the Dynamo. 
Do I have to choose five? Because I don't know if there's five people <laughs> worth choosing. I mean, I can, but... Uh, just try your best. Okay. Uh, and no... Well, and a, there's two of them that immediately spring to mind, and it's a little muddier afterwards. Uh, in no particular order, Tyler Derrick and Ricardo Clark. They are, as far as I'm concerned, the t- co-team MVPs. Um, both of them earned us so many of our points without either one of them. We would have, you know, probably getting the wooden spoon. Uh, Clark, great on both sides of the ball. Again, he set records for offensive output and for a guy who's 32 and traditionally a defensive midfielder. He he was really, really good as kind of a two-way central midfielder, occasionally pushed higher up in the attacking midfield. Uh, obviously, tired Eric. First full season uh, as the number one man, and he was amazing. Uh, a regular at the save of the week uh, uh, contest, which is a good and a bad thing. It's good because it shows he has the talent to do it. Bad because our defense kept on putting him in that situation where he had to do that. I'm of the mind that if your goalkeeper never has anything to do, that's a good thing. Uh, after that, it gets a little muddy. I mean... Lionel Miranda uh, did a really good job this year. Uh, more often than not, anyways, when he was not in the team, this our offense really stagnated more often than not. And when he was in the team, our offense but clicked a little better. Again, more often than not, he's a young player. He had his off nights, like in Vancouver. He was pretty bad. Uh, after that, I'll give it to Will Bruin just because I have to. If I don't, people are going to yell at me. He, he, he did a good. He did what you what we expected of him, but he didn't elevate his game. You know, we needed him to be that guy, and he didn't. He couldn't. All right, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this. Those, I mean, that was about the only four people yeah, I can yeah, think of. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on the Will Bruin part, not on. Um... Not on the fact that he's on the list, but the fact that he said that he was just typical Will Bruin. I am, um, in all honesty, I did see a difference. He made, especially towards um, the latter part of the season, he made smarter runs. Smarter runs. He ended up getting in position more. Um, he did more off the ball. He could actually be trusted sometimes with a pass. Something that I personally couldn't do before the season. Uh, so he ended up getting an assist, uh, a, a couple of assists this season. He he improved. It was the same output in goals, but he improved. Now, uh, but, but did he improve enough for a guy who's in a contract year and it's going to be looking for the? Big bucks. Did he do enough to really make a claim and say, "Yes, I am worth top dollar in MLS"? I, I mean, we have all offseason talk about that, but yeah. that's just kind of where I'm coming from. Same old, same old. Yeah, he he did a lot of subtle things that were better, but ultimately, he is a striker. His job is to score goals. We don't rely on him to do other things like, you know, some other strikers do. Uh. 
and he didn't really increase his offensive output. I mean, it's still basically basically where he was last year. A little bit better, but not like a huge. If you look at the successful teams, they all have that one guy who's going to be scoring in the goals pretty regularly for them. Bruins is not that person. And and he, I don't think he ever will be for this team. Maybe in a different setup, he can take that next step, but he won't be here. He's the number two guy, and we just don't have a number one striker. Yeah, I agree. The Houston Dynamo are missing that number one striker. The guy's going to get 15 goals every season, you know. Yeah, which um, leads me to question the fact that uh, a player like uh, Chandler Hoffman wasn't given more time. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Like, he, he never really was given a chance. Correct. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, pretty much every other young player got around a thousand minutes, you know, more or less. I mean, kind of that varying range. Yeah. Uh, but he, he barely got any minutes. He, he barely made the bench. And when he did, it was either USL was out of season or we were decimated by call-ups and injuries. Yeah. I'm just going to say that we aren't the only disappointed ones by the fact that he didn't get any more minutes. And there... There are a lot of other people. Uh, one person specifically that was more disappointed by the fact that Chandler Hoffman didn't get any more minutes. You mean besides Chandler Hoffman? Uh, so he, he he ended up getting around, you know, like what? A uh, little bit more than 61 minutes in six matches. For a while there, he only had 61 minutes in six matches. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, then he ended up going to... He ended up being one of the leaders that ended up taking Colorado Springs to the USL Western Conference Championship. Yep. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that for this player, it was an extremely frustrating year, you know? Um, and it was kind of weird, like you said, to see other players get minutes and stuff, and he didn't. I don't know why, considering the fact that, okay, (laughs) let's be completely honest. Neither one of us are saying he was going to be that guy to make up the difference. Oh, no, that's it, we don't know, you know, like... (laughs) He might have not been that guy, but if he added three, four, five goals... That could have made a big difference. Oh, that could have made those those draws that we spoke about before into, into victories. How many times would, would a, wouldn't have a, a young, hungry player, a player that, that did well in the USL, how many times would the Dynamo not have needed that? How many times did they not need that? Well, Will Bruin being Will Bruin, he had plenty of dry spells this season, so... Exactly, and during those dry spells, it would have been nice to have a player like... Mara Minotas or Chandler Hoffman. Yeah, and... Kubo and, Torres. Yeah, exactly. There's well, three other guys well, who didn't get nearly enough minutes, I think, but... 
Nie. Ah. So, see, it's just that I understand Manota's not getting that many minutes. Uh, he's a kid, you know. Yeah, he's a kid, and also... He's one the, for the future. Yeah, exactly, and the Dynamo own his rights. Yeah, we own him. I mean, he's with signed with us for the next few years. He's not a loan player. Yeah, exactly. He's going to end up just, you know, he's probably going to... If he doesn't succeed... Um, with the first team, he always has the he always has real grande to to, to fall back on. Yep. But a team like, um, but a player like Miranda not getting minutes until the latter part of the season, that was a big question mark there for a while, uh, especially since he was so successful. It was it June? I think he got a really May and June. He got a good run out of games, and we did really well. And then he sat for. Like July and August, and then came back, and we started playing well again. I think I got my yeah. notes right. Something like that. <laughs> There's you got you got this long stretch of games, and we were rolling pretty well. And then he got benched for whatever reason, and we couldn't win. And he came back, and we started winning again. It was really weird. Correct. It's like he's a creative offensive player, capable of moving the ball forward and setting up our goal scores. How weird. <laughs> That's life, man. That is life. I, I hope we keep them. I don't know how much it's going to cost us. Uh, I don't know what the buyout clause is, but I hope we exercise it and we keep them for next year. Well, it couldn't have been that bad of a, bu- of, of a buyout clause, right? Well, I mean, we don't have much to base it on because I don't know how many uh, players MLS has gotten from uh, Independiente. So... I, we have like nothing to go and be like, oh, you know, Olympia. They usually charge about a million bucks for their players, so <laughs> Garrido's probably around that same price. And he's we, not okay. Well, here you 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 brought up Garrido. Let's talk about a few players that may or may not be currently fighting for a contract. Well, I mean, there's a whole list of players. Yeah, there's a whole list, but let's just um, discuss some of the more in, not, you know, the, the core players, I guess you could say. Okay. All right, uh, so Giles Barnes, there's been no official word. It was discussed that he um, might have, could have, have, was close to signing a contract. Yeah, according to that Stephen was, Goff at Washington yeah, Post. Stephen Goff, and he is a very reliable source, but... As stated, it's not official, so we can't really say he's there, right? Yep. It's, and the way he ended the season, yeah. oh, man. I mean, let's I put just, that uh, on both Coil and yeah, him. Yeah, but let's just say 70% sure he's he signed. But, you know, like I said, we can't, we can't be 100% sure, so it's that question. So, you know, for the sake of argument... Giles Barnes was fighting for a contract or fought for a contract. Yep. Will Bruin, Tyler Derrick, Ricardo Clark, Luis Garrido, Alex Lopez, and Leonel Miranda. Anybody else missing? From the core group? No. All right. So, obviously, I wouldn't consider Lopez part of the core group, but Lopez has always been a fun little... You know, he's been he's been important he's been, to us. Yeah, he's been a discussion piece between you know on this podcast a lot. So, 
So we, we love us some Lopez. So, well, used to at <laughs> for me. I still do. Uh, it's uh, so sad. Yeah, it it is. It is. You're a hopeless romantic. I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, when when I had the pleasure of speaking with uh, Will Bruin. Um, before the final game of the season, it was during the, it was the second to last training that the Houston Dynamo had. And, um, during this conversation, he discussed how, how Owen Coyle really, really helped him since it was, since he was, since Owen Coyle's a striker, or I was going to say since he was a striker, but if you've been to a training, Owen Coyle can still put it in the back of the net as good as anybody else. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, so I, I can't really say he was a striker. It's like calling a Marine a former Marine. They get kind of mad, you know? Um, <laughs> um, however, he said that, you know, working with Coyle, Coyle helped him out a lot. And I'm not... If we're to look at clues, you know, he seems very optimistic about re-signing with the Dynamo. If we look at, if you were to pay attention to the quotes from the interview that I conducted. Um, by the way, all of this is on Keeper Notes. Um, so, it's like, so you know, certain quotes like, and of course this could just be him talking like a player. But, you know... I'm just going to say, um, one of the quotes was, was, it was weird starting the first game and then going to the bench for the next few games, but I think it's made me a better player. You can always look back and say, hey, I would have started this amount of, if I would have started this amount of games, I would have had this, I would have had this amount of goals, but that's not the case and that's not what I like to do. Working myself back into the lineup and being a consistent starter is something that I'm proud of and something I would like to consider looking forward to. You know, then other quotes with... um, Other quotes that involve him having more time with the coaching staff. I think I've been better this season at finishing my chances. But wait, hold up. Um, I'm trying to look for this quote. There's this quote that I got where he's talking about. Oh, okay, here it goes. Bro, okay. I think finding that consistency and finding a same group of guys that play together all the time, week in and week out, is something that's very important. After having almost a year under our belt with the new staff and all the changes, I think we're excited for next year. See, he he kept on saying we're. He kept on saying me. He kept, you know, like, you know, instead of saying, like, I've done amazing, he, he kept on saying we're excited for next year. I want to work with the coaching staff. Us having another year with the coaching staff is going to do wonders for us next year. We hope to qualify for the playoffs. I know that we can. You know, like stuff like that. So he seems optimistic, even though he stated, um, also, if you listen to the audio, um, he was, um, when asked, hey, do you know, do you feel, do you feel 
optimistic about your chances of signing. He's like, I feel um, uh, it's ongoing right now, so I don't really <laughs> want to talk much about it. You know, so so he kind of cut himself off. He kind of like, uh, you know. So I'm just looking into these little clues <laughs> and the fact that, hey, Will Bruin has been re-signed during worse seasons, let's be honest, right? Oh. Uh, so, see, I hear that side, but the thing is that he's improved. And in all honesty, without looking outside of this league, who within this league can the Houston Dynamo realistically get? Within this league? Within, like, realistically, though. Would any probably, player... Probably no one, but I'm okay with looking okay, outside, outside the league. Outside the league, okay. The I'm Dynamo okay already that. did that. Yeah. The Dynamo already went outside of the league. Well, depends on how you want to look at it, but. Well, yeah, but. Torres played was, a year uh, and a yes, half he was, in MLS. Okay, did the transfer fee go to an MLS team? No. The I, transfer I, fee went to who? Uh, CD Guadalajara. And they play where? Uh, in Mexico, last I checked. Okay, and is that in the United States? Nope. There we go. So they kind of technically went outside of the league, right? Yeah. Do you really see them putting out a couple of million more dollars for another striker? Like that much of a risk? For a striker, no, but I wouldn't mind if they did that for an attacking midfielder. Correct, correct. But right now, we're talking about a striker. Will Bruin's a striker. Why would you, you know... Like, you see where I'm going with this, right? I, I know, but it depends. So it depends mention, on the money. Look, okay, first off, Giles Barnes is getting a raise if he stays here. Okay. All right, so and, that means his cap hit's going to be higher. So how much more can you afford to okay. give Will Bruin to make your cap situation work? Here we go. Ready? Yes. Okay, let's think about this, like, reasonable adults, right? We try. We try. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a DP slot open, right? At least one. At least one. There's a big question mark on Beasley, another player that... Is out of... Out of or I think he has a team option. Yeah, he has a team option, not out of contract, but, you know, it's a team option. And, I hope they uh, decline it, but we'll get yeah. to that in a minute. Um, okay. So there are at, there's at least one DP option, and there's this magical other thing called... Starts with a T. Targeted on, allocation money. All right. Basically a fourth DP. All right. There we go. Now. Which is what I think Barnes will end up being. Okay. Or Barnes could use a DP slot and that time money could be used for Bruin. Oh, you're killing me. No. Well, no, it don't, oh. but okay, okay. Okay. I'm just saying. Like, I, I okay. know what you're saying, but no. Okay. Is it possible? Yes. All right. That would be the worst use. Not the worst use. It's not, but it's a bad <laughs> use for it. Okay, but it's possible. Oh, yeah. And possible. now, and now, let's say you, you know, you get rid of Beasley. Let's just throw, you know, let's just say that Beasley's, you know, he's on an option year snip, right? He gets cut. Yeah. Um, you could still make everybody happy by signing your... Attacking midfielder. Yep. And then you'd be out of DP slots. And then you'll be out of DP slots. Yep. Yeah, but you'll have uh, you'll have two strikers and an attacking midfielder 
And your whole offense is basically DPs. Exactly. Which isn't crazy. There are other teams. That yeah, exactly. That. It's not crazy. If, if if anything, that's exactly what MLS would want a team to do, right? Especially if it's a midfielder, if it's two, if, if it's a couple of strikers. I think in our case, MLS doesn't really care. Not no. in a negative <laughs> sense, just that they trust us enough to know what we're doing. Unlike, yeah. say, Toronto, who until hey, recently hey, hey, has hey, hey, not hey, known hey. what they're doing. No, we cannot insult Toronto anymore. I know. They finally made okay. the playoffs. Okay. Congratulations, Toronto. It and only took the better part the of a decade. And they made the best signing of, all, of the whole season. Uh, and one of the best signings ever. Yeah, Josie Altidore. So, <laughs> so you know, so so Toronto has done great this season. Shit, not Josie Altidore. <laughs> no, not Josie Altidore. No, not Josie Altidore. No, been, he's been something of a disaster for them. Oh well, then who am I thinking of here? Uh, some Italian bloke. <sighs> Doesn't ring a bell. I'm sorry. Fashion Giovinco. <laughs> oh yeah, he played us and didn't do anything because we shut him out of the game. That's why you don't. But hey, 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 hey. Uh, those beautiful goals he scored in other teams, though. Yes, see those assists, those goals, just don't. He's the golden boot winner and the assist leader. This, this guy, he's oh man, I would twenty-two goals and sixteen assists. I think. That's Can, right. Is there a way where we could give them Kubo Torres, Will Bruin, and throw in Beasley? And, and like $250,000 worth of allocation money. I'll say this much. Is this Toronto <laughs> we're talking about? And they are, they've been known to be crazy enough to make that. Yeah, they, we, the, well, the Houston Dynamo could, could, you know, give them Brian Salazar and they wouldn't know anybody. <laughs> oh, Toronto. Oh, wait, didn't we just say we weren't going to make fun of them? Oh, my bad. I said <laughs> that. You're right. I'm breaking my own rule here. Breaking my own rule. <laughs> That's right. Like the Texans can no longer make fun of the Browns, the Houston Dynamo can no longer make fun of Toronto. Oh, Texans. But there's always the Astros. Now we get to make fun of people. Take that, Yankees. All right. Take that, Red Sox. Uh, ha-ha. Take right. that, Cubs. Wait, no, no. Uh, well, they really. kind of. Kind of. Uh, a little bit. Worried. By the way, Back to the Future lied to us. No, it's just that somebody. Somebody messed up. Somebody changed it. Oh, yeah. Alternate timelines. Uh, you know, I told you you shouldn't have gone back and kissed your mother. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't uh, listen, Kyle. You I know, and I shouldn't have left that almanac in my car. <laughs> it's your fault, Kyle. It is. God damn it. <laughs> your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good movie. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Will Bruin. Oh, so, yeah, well, okay, so in this scenario, in this scenario, plausible, right? Uh, the Tam on Bruin, yes. I hope it's not, but yeah, it's possible. It even makes some kind of sense. Yeah, because again, why would you waste a, you know, like a he might not get a raise that's high enough for you know for a DP slot. Because you know he it might just be like three hundred something, right? Yep. Um, so that's not high enough for a DP slot. So you use the DP slot for Giles Barnes, and he'll probably be making like six, six hundred k. Um, so that would be reasonable. You lower Will Bruins' hit. Bam, dude! Everything seems, everything's coming out Millhouse for Will Bruin. After the Dynamo. Yeah, just I was hoping we'd use that a little better, but 
I mean, uh, anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. So now, let's talk about a uh, Beasley. You. Oh uh, well, let's up. one more thing about the the forwards while we're on him. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Mara Manotas. Uh, let's let's continue down this road that we're on. This scenario that we built up. Um, okay. How? Where do you see his role next year? In that scenario. He's the first forward off the bench. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of starting minutes, but with World Cup qualifiers and all, he basically fills in for people. I mean, what do you see his role? Okay, or is he going to be of... moving between here and Edinburgh? I mean, how do you see his role? Yeah, I, exactly. Moving between here and Edinburgh, if that's possible. Um, you have a lot of weird things coming up. Okay. There's World Cup qualifying, right? Yep. There's the Olympics coming up, which yes. Kubo Torres will be at. It's Copa Centenario. Probably. There's Copa Centenario, which Will Bruin and Tyler Derrick will be at. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, Tyler Derrick will be yeah, at. Yeah, right. You're Klinsman hates MLS players. <laughs> if he's smart, he'll, he'll look... He'll give Tyler Derrick a second look, man. You just said if he's smart, but he's proven okay. himself not to be. If if he's smart, he'll he'll give him a first look. I guess is the real thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a lot of space, man. Like it's like it, forwards, you're gonna need depth. You're gonna need depth. So you think he spends his time with Rio Grands, yeah. and then we'd call him up when needed. Just so he gets regular minutes. Yeah, he he'll be getting minutes. He'll okay. get tons of minutes this season. Well, this upcoming season. Just a matter of where. It's it's a it's gonna be split, but he'll be getting okay. tons of minutes. Uh, then the other striker on the team, Chandler Hoffman. You think he'll be here, or you think we'll let him go? He's he's a cheap option. Okay. If you need the depth. Why I mean, not? Because you, okay, you've got okay. some academy kids you might want to bring in. You get the college draft. I mean, correct, he's, correct. He's correct, kind of interchangeable correct, correct. parts. Is kind of if that's how they seem to look at him. So I mean, if you've got a younger player who maybe can do it, you know. Okay, so <laughs> let's. Okay. Who? Who would who would take Chandler Hoffman's spot? Who deserves to take it? Who should take it? Lutero? You... See, that's where I thought you were going, and I'm going to say no. Um, I mean, you do have the college drafts. I mean, they could. I mean, that's where Hoffman came from. Yeah, and I so... would throw... I'll spend... And we do have a good draft pick this yeah, year. <laughs> six. But again, it's, it's MLS. Draft picks aren't... No, but they're that really... means you're more they're likely they're to get a, a yes, GA you... player out of it. Correct. Um, defender is where I would go. Another GA defender? <laughs> yes. Why Why not? Clearly... I mean, it's just... just Okay. I mean, we'll get to the college draft. This is just kind of spitballing yeah. right now. Exactly. Um, I would say another defender. Why not? Okay. So hold, you would hold on to Hoffman? Unless you find something better? Yeah. Um, okay. If You know, it's just... He's he doesn't deserve to go out that way. 
He doesn't deserve to go out the back door after entering it through the back door. <laughs> you know? Okay, no, 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 fair enough. I mean, and there's no expansion draft this year, so we don't yeah, have that. It's, it's just so weird that, you know, it's... Come on, it's... Do you really want to see Shanner Hoffman go to an NASL, a USL team, maybe an MLS team, be that consistent striker off the bench, or if it's NASL, USL, be that consistent starting striker, tear it up, and then be like, yet again, the Dynamo let another question mark, another question go unanswered, and it has cost him. I would say if we're not going to really use them, you know, and we can, what's the point, but that's just kind of where I look at it. Because, I mean, he's pretty far down the bench. Yeah, and, and it's not up to us, right? That's true. And, yeah, if, if if it were up to us, he'll probably, he probably would have started, a, you know, a few games. Especially, like, I don't know, games that mean literally nothing, say, a road game in Vancouver. <laughs> but Exactly. Well, or, a, or a home game here, because as much as we like to believe that that Seattle game really mattered, it did. It, it, you know, in the end, it didn't matter. Let's so. move on to the midfield now. Lots okay, of que- well, that's where the biggest shake. Okay, well, opinion. first, 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 Uh-oh. first, first. Who did we forget? First. I'm gonna bring up Kubo Torres again. Um, okay. Yeah. It's all right. Worth. So, okay. Well, first of all, there's this amazing quote. Since, okay, everybody still remembers that game against Seattle, right? Do you remember the game against Seattle? The, Unfortunately. The final home game? Okay. Out of 10, how does, how does the Dynamo play? Uh, started out pretty well, but overall, like a six maybe. A six. If one word would come to your mind to describe that performance, what word would that be? Dull. All right. I mean, it's not like okay. it's not like uh, we let Seattle get a whole lot of quality chances, okay. you know. Just let me just say this, ready? Yeah. This is a quote from Owen Coyle. We were terrific against Seattle. It was a game we could have, should have won, but there was so much to be pleased about in terms of the hard work and desire shown. <laughs> okay, I'm just, you know, I'm not looking into this quote, but the word terrific was used. Personally, there are only a, a couple of games I would use that word for whenever it comes to this team this season. The game against Seattle was not one of them. A certain away game in Kansas City comes to mind. A certain away game in San Jose comes to mind. But a game at home against Seattle? A slumping five, Seattle. <laughs> would, would, would you use the word terrific? No. It, okay. was, it had the chance to be terrific. I mean, it was all set up now, for us. Now, how about this? What if I told you that Kub, that Coyle cares about Kubo Torres so much, he actually gave him a lot of minutes? You know what he did? Huh. We allowed him to go to the Olympic qualifiers because we wanted him to get some rhythm and games under his belt. He did very well. 
which we are really pleased about. I've always said that the best we'll see Eric is when he comes back in the preseason. I have no doubt that he'll score goals and that he will be a terrific player. There's absolutely nothing that has altered my opinion. This, this Sunday, there may be an opportunity to get him more minutes under his belt. This Sunday against Vancouver, the final game of the season, which already had passed. All right. So sending him to Olympic qualifier was his way of giving Kubo Torres minutes and getting more games under and, his belt. And uh, if I remember right, we had an off week during uh, the Olympics. Okay. So that yeah. had made some sense too. Okay, but couldn't it have been possible to have given them, I don't know, more minutes? If, if, if you wanted to give him minutes and games under his belt, couldn't those have come, you know? With the Dynamo? Absolutely. Yes. He, he, he know, spent a lot of time on the bench. That's all I'm saying. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. I know our friend and uh, friend of the show, Hal Kaiser over at Keeper Notes, has a lot of opinions on this topic. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. Um, as far as this season comes out and how he felt about... Um, the Dynamo missing the playoffs two seasons in a row. Obviously, one of those seasons weren't his fault. But here it goes. When I come in and evaluate everything, we are far better than where we started. We have to pick up more points in the road. I think we probably have gotten more since last season. But again, we have to look to improve on that. We scored more goals this season than last season. We've conceded far less goals this season than last season. But for me, those are still two areas that we can improve on. That's true. Yeah, he's not wrong there. I mean, this first part I kind of quibble with, but that sentence, no, he's absolutely wrong. Okay, now there's something great, all right? Something great here. Uh, when asked how he wants to improve the squad, what he would do to improve the squad, it takes availability. It takes finance. Oh, my God. It takes being in the right place at the right time to cherry-pick those players and everything else. Now... I hear that from him on Glenn's show every week, and I feel like just... Okay. Ah, screaming. Then he name-dropped on LA Galaxy, uh, Seattle Sounders, to give examples of uh, players that, I mean, of teams that have that, quote unquote, finance. I, I guess he it, hasn't okay. looked at the table recently. Okay, that was my next question. <laughs> okay, that was actually my question that I was going to ask you. Um, what do, what do the top three teams on the in each conference. table? have to do with the salary how are they correlated well new york ended up on top and then it was fc dallas and then it was uh vancouver and columbus those are your top four teams i'm sorry portland timbers five okay all right those and then there's a drop off all five of those teams are at the bottom of the pay scale now three of them are at the absolute bottom. That's New right. York, Vancouver, including the are, what winners? The Supporters Shield and the Western Conference. Y- yes. Those okay. are the one and two teams in the league, and also the one and two as far as lowest spending. Okay, now let's talk about this thing. Let's talk about this finance. Yeah, the three thing. highest okay. spending teams in the league: okay, L.A., wait. Seattle, Toronto. Okay, 
we've heard this on the Glenn Davis show. Repeatedly. Okay, this has been stated to us personally at um at the at the second to last training. Okay. Do you think he's trying to send a message to somebody? Fans. Well, to somebody else. Why repeat finance? I mean, can we give him more money? Oh, no, to... yeah, he might be trying to get Chris Kennedy's attention. Or maybe not even Kennedy. He's trying to go over his head. <laughs> or, I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that, you know, could it be Kennedy? Could it be AEG? Could it be Brenner? Could it be the lawyer? Who, who, anybody, right? Yeah. Whoever who, Whoever's willing to kind of, you know, loosen up them purse. I, you know, the, the purse isn't necessarily the problem. Okay. However, again, do our opinions matter? No. Whose opinion matters? Chris Kennedy and his bosses. And Coyle's opinion. So, if Coyle feels that it matters, then it kind of matters. Yeah. It matters whenever it... It might not matter whenever it comes to results, but it matters to the future of this club. Because that money's going to be spent. And let's be honest. Let's say... Let's say tomorrow the Houston Dynamo somehow get the... Get the opportunity to... You know, spend... Five million dollars on a player. Seven million dollars. If they give me five million dollars, I'm not spending it all on one player. I'm dividing it to and spending it in two different places. Okay, but let's just say that this happens, right? Yep. If they end up failing again so soon after Alex Lopez, so soon after an iffy season with Kubo Torres, it's going to make it, and then they end up failing if they open up the purses this offseason. You know, loosen up the purse strings. Then, what's that gonna do for the future? They're gonna tighten them up. I would say you're probably right, but it's also the wrong response to that. And I think a good example is actually the news that broke this morning with the uh, Philadelphia Union. They hired a. Oh yeah, Bethlehem Steel. You're right, Bethlehem Steel. That too. I like the. You know, I love that. Great, you know, for us soccer junkies, as everybody already knows, we're both hardcore Bethlehem Steel supporters. Amen to that. Just because we're hardcore soccer hipsters. Love love me some Bethlehem Steel. But no, I was talking about the other news. About Ernie Stewart. He got hired as the yes, technical director. Yep. And he's probably already... He's, Without having doing anything and not even the job to January, he's probably the most gifted, connected, and best technical director, or whatever the hell you want to call that position, uh, in MLS. Next to Matt Jordan, of course, right? <laughs> I love Matt Jordan, but no. no. I mean, he, he's proved himself over in, uh, in uh, Holland for Azad Akmar for years now. Developing and selling players. I think that is an absolute steal. It's going to so be... It, it's a matter of... The Union are, are one of the... Are not the poorest team in the league, are one of them. 
And so they're going to put all their money into their youth academy. And Ernie Stewart's going to be the guy responsible for identifying the best of talent and bringing them to the Union ASAP. Yeah. Um, so that that's if we're going to play this where we're going to tighten the purse strings, I hope we invest our money even more so in the academy. Not not just with Rio Grande, which is a great start, but even more so with the U18s and 16s and so on and so forth. Because it, it, it's it's really bad idea to just tighten the purse strings. Be like, nope, nope, nope. <coughs> That's it. Because then we're never going to get anywhere. I mean, clearly there's talent there. We've both seen it with our own eyes. I mean, and people, fans got a chance to really see it uh, during the playoffs this past season. Uh, you know, I mean. Yeah, their playoffs. Not, yeah, the, yeah, not the, the senior team playoffs. The U18 playoffs. Yeah. They they made a great run. Which is still probably the best game a Dynamo team had this year. Yeah. yeah. That or the final FC Dallas game. Jeez. Or the game against Vancouver. Or that terrific <laughs> game against Seattle. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so... And again, we wrote about that. It's called the best Dynamo performance... You probably didn't see. Great title. Great title. What a genius that guy is. Yeah, that guy is a genius. Point is, you need to invest money in this league if you're going to win. And tighten the first strings. I don't expect us to be... Okay, so the, like we mentioned, the top three spenders, LA's in fifth, Seattle's in Wait, fourth. Wait, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. A picture has just been tweeted that involves Major League Soccer. And the stadium situation in DC United. Ready? It's not happening. There's a wasp's nest in an <laughs> RFK locker. Surprise, right. surprise. <laughs> Breaking news. Thinks you RFK didn't expect. is such a damn mess. And then Toronto barely made the playoffs at sixth. Eh. They made it. Yeah, by the skin of. The hey, teeth. this this would be a much, much, much happier podcast if the Dynamo had made the playoffs at six. Yeah, I mean. No, no, no. To tell you the truth, it'll probably still be somber and. Oh, <laughs> why make the playoffs if if you're gonna get eliminated in the first round? <laughs> well, I'm sure that's what uh, LA Galaxy fans will be saying tomorrow night. Ooh, <sighs> yep, you, they're losing to Seattle. I'm telling you. It's uh, finally going to happen, first time we ever. We can only dream. We can only... Personally, dream. I just hope a giant sinkhole appears and all everyone in the stadium disappears, but, you know. Players, players. I mean, not players, but I guess... No, yeah. just the entire stadium. That, that's fine with me. <laughs> I was trying to fix that up so it doesn't sound evil, and then I realized that no matter how I said it, <laughs> it's, there's no way to... Justify a sinkhole taking anything. Where is Bane when you need him? Let's just leave it at that. Where's Bane at? <laughs> That's a Dark Knight Rises reference for kids, for those who don't know. Alright, so... The midfield. The midfield. That's what the biggest problem this team had was in midfield. In my opinion. Cut Davis, I agree. Moving on <laughs> to defense. <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesus, dude. I'm, you know, I'm just going to pull off the Band-Aid, right? I'm just going to pull it off. It's not pulling off the Band-Aid. That's like cutting the arm off and forgetting okay. to 
you know, like patch it up. Well, it's cutting off the arm to stop the infection. All right. It works the... in The Walking Dead, apparently. Just don't <laughs> try suicide in The Walking Dead. No yeah. spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler I'm alert. not saying who. I'm just saying. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was All so right. pissed off. I'm just, I'm still <laughs> at the part where the governor takes the prison. I'm just okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Um, but like, but like our, Seriously, you know, the mid- unlike, unlike Glenn Davis said, uh, you know, it is thing, you know, Oh, that might or might not have been a clue. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I said Glenn Davis there for uh, for, for any. I said it for no reason at all. Thought there was gonna be a way to cover it up, but there isn't. So, um, you know, cause spoilers. All right. Uh, seriously though, Brad Davis, he hasn't really had that great of a season. He should not be a starter. <laughs> He's up there in age. There's a reason why he was on the field with those other legends against Seattle, right? Uh, fair wall game? <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, there's a reason why he stayed for the Q&A and stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, Ricardo Clark showed us that he still has he still has it in him. And he's improving, nonetheless. Yeah, and improving. Like a fine wine. Yeah, okay. Um, I never and, called that. And Brad Davis showed us that he's an open cruise light. Oof. Ouch. Oof, in the hot Texas sun. Shouldn't he be a bush beer instead? I mean, he's from St. <laughs> Louis, not Colorado. That's true. So that would be a better analogy. That would be a better analogy. <laughs> yes. Bush beer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in the hot sun, opens. Not, you know, like time isn't really on its on on his side. You know, and and that that salary, you know, that salary cap really needs needs some room, right? Yeah, I'm wondering if we. I don't know how many years left he has on his contract, but I'm wondering. can you know. some negotiations a la Brian Ching take place? See, I don't think the league would let us pull that off where we could Twice. be a player coach. At least not for Brad Davis. Like, Brian Ching, that, that doesn't surprise me. But I don't know, man. If we could... See... Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know how you convince... I don't know if Davis would be the kind who's willing to renegotiate his contract... For the better of the team, I don't. I don't know if he's that guy. You don't know if he's that selfless. To that extent, I mean, and I don't. I wouldn't blame him if he said no. Yeah. I mean, limited, <laughs> limited. Um, he's he's got to make what money he can. I mean, exactly, and not to mention he's been playing this league when money was not so amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's been he, around forever. And. Let's be honest. His career really didn't pick up till the latter part. Yeah, till pretty much the 2010 World Cup and beyond. Yeah. So <laughs> he's had a he's only had like five seasons worth of magic. Yeah, and he was just good before that. But I mean, so I, I would I can't hate him if he says no, 
but at the same time, it's like um, that leaves us in kind of a pickle. Yeah, because he really his performance doesn't game in and game out doesn't justify a starting position. Yeah, you know he still has it. He can still he still has the best left foot in the league. Uh, but not so much this season, huh? I mean, he can still lay it on a dime. It just it, it's everything else. It's and again, you know, four hundred and forty-five thousand dollars, and with a guaranteed increase for next season. Yeah, you're looking at over four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, closer to four hundred sixty, maybe a little more. I mean, it's a five uh, percent raise. Was the old CBA deal? I don't know about the new one. Five percent, five percent of four hundred and forty-five thousand yeah, dollars. you do the math. Yeah, that's oh he he'll be making closer to forty-seven hundred. It'd be four hundred seventy. Forty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's if it's still five yeah, percent. It could yeah. it, it may have jumped to ten. It might have been might be seven. Yeah, I mean. Ah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, when we look at Hoffman, sixty thousand. So why not resign him? He's making almost Tater. Yeah, well, it, different player, different position. I know, I know, but I'm just saying that for uh, no, this I'm now that I'm on this page, I'm just bringing up the Hoffman argument from. Yeah, no, I, I get you. It, it's and the other the other really tough question is what about Oscar? I think he's on a team option by this point. Boniac. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, he. Thing is that. Let me see. He's making three hundred and three thousand. Can you? Uh, you can't justify DP money for Boniac after well, this season. I mean, he wouldn't be a DP yet, but uh, let me ask you this. Um, he we experimented a little bit with him at right back. Yeah, you think he could be like give us that really the offensive right back that we haven't had? If you think he can play both of those positions, that does give you that may justify it because now you have a defensive right back, Shannon Williams, and you've got the offensive one, so you can kind of swap and move things around as needed. Yeah. So you play the. High flying, you know, New York Red Bulls. Maybe you want to go a little defensive. You put Shannon Williams back there, but if you're playing Colorado Rapids, you can't score a goal, to save the lives. You know, put Oscar in there, and there you go. All right. Let's just. Alex Lopez, we both agree, is gone. Alex Lopez is gone. Yeah. Carrito is gone. Should be gone. Should be. Should be. Yes. Because we, we got Nathan Sturgis. All right, all right. So then, hey, since since we're playing Survivor here, yep. Let's just go down to let's just go down to roster, man. Um, well, you already did the forwards, so now we're on the okay. Field. Well, well, here let's just start over. Um, Brazilian Alex, stay. Barnes, stay. Beasley. Uh, if he's willing to renegotiate, stay. Otherwise, gone. How can okay? Does would it really make that much of a difference? Yeah. No matter what, he's not going to rene- renegotiate to the point where he's not going to hit the salary cap past DP. If, if know, that's I, the case, then gone. But I mean, yeah, he, I'm, I mean, he's not going to take. 
He okay. He's making eight hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. You think he's willing to take a four hundred thousand dollar hit? I was thinking more than that, but yeah, exactly. You, okay, okay, half a million, yeah. eight hundred thousand. Do you really think for a player that's recently for someone who had... only has one year left on his contract, if you offer him like a two or three year deal? I... But still, he could. I mean, there's another team out there that will be willing to pick him up for that money. I, I'm not... Uh, okay, if you say so. I'm not so sure about that. There's a... I don't know, dude. It's Major League Soccer. A lot yeah, of that's true. A lot of... But, I mean, it, there's no expansion team next year where you could maybe make that argument easier. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. You know, if this is 2017, be like, yeah, we got one or two teams coming in. You know, someone else is... One of those teams is going to pick him up. But... It's not, and there's not. I'm not so sure. Anyway, so I'm leaning towards no for Beasley. As in gone or? Gone. 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 Boniek. Stay. Bruin. Uh, I'm, I'm so 50-50 on him. Stay or gone. <laughs> uh, it depends on what he'll sign for. But okay, if you're asking me to absolutely say gone. Clark. Stay. Cochran. Stay. Davis. Stay. Derek. Stay. Garrido. Gone. Hoffman. Gone. Horst. Stay. Hunter. Stay. Michael Leach. 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 Gone. Lopez. Gone. The Reverend. The Reverend. Uh, stay. Big hands. What? <laughs> Manotas, big hands. Oh. <laughs> uh, stay. Miranda. Stay. Rashid. Stay. Memo. Stay. And actually be with the Dynamo next year. Raul. Stay. Kofi. Gone. Steinberger. Steinberger. Gone. Sturgis. Stay. Taylor. Gone. Kubo. <laughs> Stay. Have to, huh? Joe Willis. Stay. All right. Um, I disagree with a couple on those lists, namely Will Bruin, Hoffman. Memo Rodriguez should be let go big time. Whatever, dude. No, I'm just kidding on that one. Um, Lopez, I agree with you, obviously. I mean, I agree with everything else you've said, dude. To, the, to tell you the truth. You know, Memo obviously deserves... I mean, come on, dude. He, Last he, he did a great job in Charleston. Yeah, you need a player like that on the bench, at least. Uh, well, you know, he, you will, he's a perfect bench player. And he's... Calm central midfielder, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, a couple of years, possible starter. I, I would say he's the guy that is, if ever there's going to be someone who's going to rack up a lot of miles, it'll be him going to and from uh, Rio Grande. Um, if there's a stretch of games where we're fully healthy, with the full complement of central midfielders, he'll be in Edinburgh. But if someone gets injured, he'll be here. He'll be that first option off the bench, that calm central midfielder. Uh, obviously not a hard tackler. He'll be, you know, just a calm possession guy you bring in to close the game out. So, I mean, I'm, a, I'm super excited for him. All right. Okay. Um... You know, my only problem with my list, mm-hmm. now that I think about it, I don't think I saved us or bought us enough money by cutting people. No, you didn't. Which means I have to you go back way, and you, really you look at it. too much of a heart. I know. You had too much of a heart. I know. I really got to go back and be a little more I ruthless. mean, there's a lot of positions there that you could just say, screw it, I'll go for the cheaper option. I'm okay. Brazilian Alex, great, right? He's cheap. But 142000 you could find probably find a rookie. Maybe. It probably won't be the smartest decision in the world. But he's so versatile, he can... I know, but it'll save you money. But it'll save you money, and at this point, uh, that's probably the more important thing. Uh, You know, there's got to be ways. I mean, um, if you think about it, uh, Joe Willis, he had a magnificent, magnificent (coughs) game, right? Against Vancouver, he was that was not a good game from him. He's had good, but, good performances. Yeah, yeah before but he's that. had a good. He's he stopped some shots against Vancouver that were nice. Yeah, no, he had. Then he messed up, but he had some shots that were nice. Yeah. Well, you know, save some shots that were nice. Uh, but at ninety thousand, and with a raise, that's still really cheap, dude. You're still getting them for under a hundred k for a backup. I mean, yeah, but I mean I, that's why I say you get rid of uh, what's his name. See, but again, you have to you you have to have less of a heart. You have to just you have to think Moneyball. There's a it's the United States. Goalkeepers, decent goalkeepers are a dime a dozen, dude. I know, especially in college. And that that's could... why I say we get rid of our third goalkeeper because I our academy has produced a lot 60, of good 000, goalkeepers. 60,000, 60,000, even with a raise. I bet you we uh, could sign one of our academy kids as a third string goalkeeper for less than that. Save you a little bit of money there. I'm not sure Michael Lish is ready for the number 2 spot, to, you know, get rid of Joe Willis. It's still only going to be like see, you if you do that, you only save like 10 grand. If you get rid of Willis, you might save like 30, 40 grand. Yeah, if you think Will, uh, Lish is ready. Why not take the risk? Like, if, if eventually you have, you have to start taking risks. I know. Eventually. I know. And that time... You know, if only we had taken Perk in the expansion draft. Or the waiver draft, whatever that was. Yeah. Um, it's just that you have to start paying attention to the fact that if you do not want to be in the same situation for the third season in a row, risks have to be taken. More of the same is not going to work. Complete change in mentality is what needs to happen. 
not even Dom Ball was able to save San Jose in the end. Nope. So, clearly... Of course, I think some of their players just up and, you know, fell off the stupid still, tree. Still, that doesn't matter. Dom has always been known to motivate players. He's always been able to take out the most. They were close. Wasn't enough. Nope. So, it's time to stop thinking the way the Dynamo used to think. It's time to start thinking about a new strategy. Owen Coyle, they took a risk with that. They took a risk with Matt Jordan. Cool. Whatever, let's give it another year. Let's see what happens. But let's add a little bit more risk. Let's complete the transition. Hey, who else do you think we could cut to save some money? Or offload? I mean, depending on the player, we yeah. have to I trade him or sell him. Or... Like, like I said, as evil as this sounds, Davis, um, Alex, you know, Brazilian Alex, Davis, um, you know, Garrido gone should get some money. Lopez gone should get some money. And, you know, if I was sure somebody would be willing to take Raul Rodriguez, that's who I'll go for. Mm. But there's no team in MLS that will probably take Raul Rodriguez. Probably not. And besides, he's the best defender we got. And, you know, say what you will about the rest, but he is. And that's center back we do need it attention i think yeah. i i do think horst and rodriguez can work if we can upgrade the midfield all right give them better cover. so now let's just how would you rate owen coyle's first season in major league soccer just to end this podcast how would you rate his first season out of 10 uh Five and a half. Five and a half. I mean, it's not a which total is, disaster. Which is terrific in his language. <laughs> I mean, he did a lot of things. He, did, he didn't have issues with the weirdnesses of MLS that you see in a lot of other forms. Well, right? that's because Matt, that, that, Matt Jordan. That's part of it. Yeah, uh, okay. but the, you did see some tendencies carrying over from I'm England. Gonna, I'm going to be... You know? I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yeah. All right. Can we blame anything this season on one coil? Yeah. Could it could it not be blamed more on Matt Jordan? Uh, well, I mean, look at the players he brought in. Were any of them really big flops? Could they have been better? For what is we this paid, in the end, like like in the end, is this not Matt? Does is this team not more of Matt Jordan's team than it is Owen Coyle's? I'd say it's a healthy mix of the two. I mean, but, let, I mean, so, you look oh, at okay, it. I mean, okay, okay, good, good, good. We're we're somewhere with that. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll completely take that. So you're not saying that Matt Jordan isn't completely blameless? No, absolutely not. Okay, good, good, good. It's just that I see a lot of this. Going around. All the blame seems to be on Coyle. Oh, first off, that's kind of part of the job. You know, it's like people blaming the entire U.S. program's faults on Jurgen Klinsman. Well, yes, that's true, but also kind of not. Yeah, it's It's just, but that's part of the job, you know, that he knows that. Yeah, but it's also part of our 
job to try to understand form no. the few people that listen that and the few people that are willing to listen that um that hey maybe the blame shouldn't all be on no it's not uh jordan did i mean jordan did a good job of scrounging for talent um uh, he had one i'd say really good pick pickup all right miranda uh the rest are kind of question marks they, they've had their moments yeah question marks like rashid I mean, that came out of really left field. But as he got more minutes, he started to really see what he can bring to this team. And I'm intrigued by him and the possibilities with All him. Because right. especially a defensive midfielder. All right, so Matt Jordan, rating out of 10. I'd give him a little bit higher. I'd give him a 6. All right, I'll give Owen Coyle a, a 5. Matt Jordan, a 6 too. You know, I don't do these half numbers. <laughs> Uh, so five and six, Matt Jordan could do way better. Coyo, a five because I don't agree with the way he, his 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 choice in lineups, the distribution of minutes. You know I don't completely agree with that. And his handling of Torres really brings him down. Yes, exactly, and also um, the way he kind of wants to deflect stuff and blame financing. You know, he, he's not blaming it, but he's saying that, hey, we could, you know, we could do more if we had more money. It's not really the you way know, the league works. Yeah, that this league, it's kind of like, uh, there's a there's a glass ceiling. You just need to find a way to kind of get there faster or at least, you know, climb, you know, like just reach that. You have to make do with the space you get, you know, it's like. You can't build a building too tall, but maybe you can make it wider, I guess, you know? There is better foundation, yeah. Yeah, better foundation. You can't... It's just like, in the end, as we, as much as we like to say that, hey, you know, such and such team, they get... they They're, they're the league's favorite. They get a sh- lot of money. In the end, look at the way the league... The season ended, you know? There's enough. This this league is equal enough to where the lowest, um, the team that make that that uses the least money. You know, scored the most points and was the most consistent team. And if you look at those two teams, FC Dallas did it on the back of uh, young players, young players, academy kids, and foreigners. All right, they've been working exactly. these kids for years now. If you look at the Red Bulls, they did it off domestic players, cheap domestic players, castoffs. Now, unlike DC United, they didn't get veterans per se who are expensive. They really dug down and got guys like Mike Corelli, who costs nothing. But Corelli is one of the best players in the league this year. All right, so on that note, we'll finish off this first podcast of the offseason, even though the MLF season is still going on. It is officially the Houston Dynamo's offseason. And we are currently in our second year of Houston being playoffless when it comes to soccer for both men and women. Ooh. So, at least at the senior level. At least at the senior level, right? Yes. So, let's sign off on that. We'll continue this discussion. 
at a later time. Uh, bring up Copa America Centenario, which is something we're all excited about. To bring up other stuff. There's a lot to talk about, and well, everybody needs to keep their ears to the ground, right? And see what kind of news filters. Because it's going to be a busy offseason. Extremely busy. Oh, my God. Especially with if, if we just spent an hour discussing salary and player movement and stuff like that. And more could be brought up. Like who, like, who within the league can you get? What players are out there that are cheap enough to get? There's a lot to be discussed. That means that there's a lot for the office to do, for the front office to do. So it's going to be busy. Yeah, that, that we didn't even bring up the Dash who are in the midst of their go. own rebuilding. Um, expand, yeah, but we're trying to wait that out into the expansion draft so we could get a you know clearer picture of what the, what the Dash roster is going to look like. So on that note, stay forever orange and... Dash on. Peace.